I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, Sine. Hi. We're going to talk about Woody in the Shadows today. Great show. Vampire comedy. Mm-hmm. I want to say something, and I haven't been able to tweet about this or do anything online about it because it's, it's going to make the problem worse, okay? But if I can say it now, that will hopefully relieve some of the burden, Okay. Okay. So there's a movie in a book called Interview with a Vampire. Yes. Great Tom, movie. Tom I liked it a lot. That's it. He's in that. Brad Pitt. Right. They've done a re like a new version of it, like a reboot on TV. Okay. And for some reason, my Twitter feed thinks I'm obsessed with it. I'm getting tweets left, right, and center about this show, which I've never seen. I don't know why. You you lingered too long on a tweet once. I, I and must the algorithm have. is like, he's interested. <laughs> But I can't tweet about this because it'll just see the name You're and it'll right. make me more stuff. Mm. I think that obviously the algorithm is, is is all screwed up because of what Dickhead's been doing to it, right? <laughs> and it's all made up and whatever. But yeah. what do I, how do I, do I have to watch the show just so I understand the references? Yes. <laughs> Am I being forced into this? If you were religious, you would say that this is a sign, mm. you know? That you need to watch the show, so maybe it is, and maybe you need to just just let it let the algorithm work (laughs) for you. You know. Hello there. This is I, unlike you, and movies, and occasionally Sine comedy roundups, a recent TV show we watched. Uh My name's Lonnie. Her name's Sine. How's it going? Oh hi, good. Thanks. What are we doing today, Sine? We're chatting about three comedy seasons and a little cute little package podcast. Um, we're going to chat about Harley Quinn, what we do in the shadows, and the other two, the latest seasons of all those. Yes, so season four of Harley Quinn, uh, season five, I believe, of what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And for Sinead, the whole season, you just watched it all I did. once, didn't you? I did. Very exciting. And also the other two, which um, finished up just recently, which we quite liked, but um, we also just watched the whole, pretty much the whole thing in one go as well. Um, just short ones for each, but we liked all of them, didn't we, Sine? We did. I have I have qualms with a few things, qualms. but overall okay. they're all good and you should watch them. Yeah, so we've previously talked about Harley Quinn, I believe. We really like it. Um, it's... <laughs> Somehow it's become one of the best things DC has going for it at the moment. Um, do you reckon? Is that saying much though? Like, is that a, is that a backhanded sort of compliment to the show? I think so. It's damned with faint praise a little bit, I suppose. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's obviously it's a it's a kind of a comedy take. It's a Rick and Morty style esque sort of thing to do with DC Universe. Not the problem, I guess. Um, to be clear. No, it just it doesn't take itself too seriously, you know. It it pokes fun, yes. While at the same time being, um, you know, pretty true to what's happened in the past in the DC universe. Um, obviously, we focus more on on Harley and the criminals than it is 
on Batman. However, this season does have an interesting sort of twist on that with Harley trying to uh, join the Bat family and try and reconcile being her, her, her better nature has sort of taken over the last few seasons, even though she comes from a villain background. What do you think about that storyline, Samay? Yeah, like I get it. I wasn't as into this season as I was the other ones. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. There's not much Clayface, and like he's my favorite character. Yeah. So <laughs> not having him was just a bit sort of like, uh, you know, the rest of them are there, I guess. I don't know. Like okay. I, I did think it was interesting her sort of moral battle within herself. Can't think of the right word of figuring out whether she's good or bad. And I, I did like the bits where she was sort of integrated into the Bat family and she was trying really hard, but maybe sometimes it's just not in her nature to do the right thing. But mm. it is a show about people trying, and I like that. Um, I'm not sure if I was as into Poison Ivy's sort of she's now in charge of the evil people. She's a, a she-yo. I really love the what? voice actor. <laughs> You're right. The voice actor who um, voices Poison Ivy, Lake Bell. She, mm. like Kaylee Kuko is amazing as Harley. She always is. But for me, mm. Lake Bell's performance this season was just really, really great. Um, Flawless. Yeah. 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 Everyone's performances are great. Also, I want more Kite Man. Where's Kite Man? Well, he's getting his own show. Isn't he? Yeah, but that's that's not going to last. They'll cancel that in two seconds. <laughs> what do you mean? They'll There's cancel it in two lost. seconds. No, come on. They will. You know they will. Well, we, we have to watch it lots and only make sure they don't. Just have it on the background all the time. <laughs> At all times. <laughs> Getting yeah. the ratings up. Yeah. I think I, I agree. This season, maybe we're just getting used to it a bit more. Like it's, we've, that's true. It's, it's no, I think, it, I think it's worse. I think it's just as good as previous seasons, but it's the fourth time we've done it now. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed, you said that the whole Bat family angle, but also enjoyed Harley, sorry, I mean, um, Ivy being, you know, a female CEO and those issues that she has to confront there, sort of, you know, misogyny in the workplace, that sort of, the sort of thing was interesting as well as, um, Lots of takedowns on, on billionaires and whatnot. Yes. <laughs> They're up on the moon and all of the weird stuff that Lex Luthor does to himself to make him younger and whatever. I liked all that. It, If I had to say one thing, it kind of is like the same joke every time. It's a very funny joke, but it is kind yeah. of similar each episode. Yeah. I think I think you're right. It, it doesn't feel as fresh as it the first couple of seasons did to us, obviously, because it's not the mm. first couple of seasons. So it's... Yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't shock or surprise me much this season. It was just like a solid, like, yep, let's keep doing what we're doing. Um, And I wonder if maybe, I don't know, like the, the first couple of seasons, well, even this season, they're, they're really great on social commentary, right? Like it's all, mm. we all know who Lex is supposed to be and we all know like what the references are and everything. But I wonder if maybe we need a little bit of just to go one step further do you remember, I think, was it in the first season where they had a Rick and Morty reference or something and it was about a person watching the show and mm-hmm. do you remember this? Can you help me out here? He was watching the thing yeah, and he's like getting annoyed at the a show led by women or something. Mm. Is that it pretty much? Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. I just feel like we need a little bit more of that in, like maybe just some 
some even some commentary on the stale narrative and maybe how they can I don't know I think there's some room here for some sort of wild things to happen and I just feel like we're playing it a bit safe this season fair enough shout out to the episode in Las Vegas because that did have Clayface who's there as a performer that we love is that King Shark's episode too yep he has kids as well that episode amazing the babies he's got to start raising yes um, yeah, that, that is something the early seasons, it was like the crew doing stuff together, doing hijinks, and yeah. this season was a bit more other stuff, but, I mean, you know, fair enough to change a little bit. Mm. Also, I want to shout out the episode, or a few episodes, culminating in Bane in Italy learning how to make pasta from a nonna. See, the thing is, I watched that Netflix series about the nonnas <laughs> and learning their pasta things in one of the lockdowns that we were in, and... It just nailed that um, structure so well and, like, the way that that show was. It was just – it was perfect. And, I, yes, I love that he learned how to make pasta. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> I love Bane so much. All right. Well, that's Harley Quinn. Shall we move on to what we do in the shadows? Sure. I like your enthusiasm today. <laughs> Uh, so season five is the most recent season that's been released. However, maybe just overall thoughts. So now what do you, what did you think of what we do in the shadows? Okay. Overall thoughts were, um, going into it, I was a big fan of the movie. I love Jermaine, like Taika, and I, 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 we love the movie. We, we saw it in cinemas. I remember seeing that in cinemas. Um, mm-hmm. and for a long time I was sort of like, why do we need a TV show and we've already had a movie? And also it was like Americanized. So I was like, why do we always have to take Australian or New Zealand sort of shows and like Kath and Kim repackage them for an American audience? I was was up on my Mm -hmm. high horse about that. I quickly took back my criticism though. uh, Once I got used to Matt Berry and (laughs) his wonderful pronunciation of words. Um, Kaven Novak is incredible. I don't know how he does that accent. Like, as Nandor, like, genuinely, yeah. how do you do that? Um, and Natasha Dimitriou is so iconic to the point where I could pick her voice out in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we'll cover in mm. a few weeks. Um, but for me, the standout of the show is Harvey Gwilin, who plays Guillermo. Guillermo de la Cruz, the vampire hunter. I love him so much and I love that he and Nandor are clearly in love and he's just such a sweetie, you know? And I'm just, I I really enjoyed all of the seasons, but I just felt he was a little hard done by in the most recent season. My, my little Guillermo didn't yeah. really get time to shine. I, I kind of feel like they, um, season five was a bit spinning their wheels. I know it's a sitcom and yeah. sitcom is about returning to the norm, right? You have a crazy situation, then you yes. come back and that's the situation each time, right? Mm-hmm. However, they, they tempted us with him becoming a vampire in this latest season yeah. and the whole season was about it and then they just ended up like, oh, no, back to normal, everything's fine again. But they didn't even let him be a proper vampire. And I feel like it was really frustrating. I think they were doing a dramatic irony thing, but obviously it was because he had Van Helsing blood 
And the fact that what's Matt Berry's character's name? Sorry. Laszlo. Laszlo couldn't figure that out. I was really not here for the hybrid creature situation experiments. I've I hated them. <laughs> I don't I yeah, that was just a weird direction for the narrative to go in. Um I don't know, I just sort of felt like they could have done something much more interesting with him if he was an actual vampire and he had to hide mm. that from Nandor or I don't know, figured out why it wasn't working and then tried something else. Like it just felt a little slow. And we've been building for, you know, four seasons to the point where like he wants to be turned. He he wants his master to turn him. And they just, they didn't even really give it to us, you know. They, they sort of half-assed mm. it, which I don't know. I was just a bit disappointed by. You haven't mentioned Colin Robinson, who's actually I'm the best character. about to mention baby Colin Robinson. That for okay. me, as as weird and bizarre and insane <laughs> as that storyline is, was the best thing about this season. Like, I, I he's so creepy. So I hated him when he first came on the scene mm. because I was like, why is he here? Why is Dwight Schrute <laughs> here? Just being annoying. I want to see the real vampires. I'm not interested in him. But then you slowly start to realize that maybe he's the best one. And I just loved that he... This was in this season, right? Am I wrong? He was baby in season four, I believe. Okay, my apologies. I do love him. <laughs> okay, I agree with you. It's a bit off-putting at first because you got, you're got expecting these vampires and you got this weird guy just hanging around. Yes. But he grows in you very quickly. Yeah. And you realise he, he can provide that sort of difference. Um, this season, um, I really liked and he had the election. He was going to be yes. the controller. That was mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, this season also had an interesting episode, the local news one, where they um, had to deal with being on, on TV and, like, reporters and stuff. That was mm-hmm. kind of an interesting concept, I think. Um, but, yeah, it, it kind of, like, it's hard to say the sitcom was just funny and that was enough. That's That, that should be enough, right? But I think um, this one was maybe a little bit just running around in circles but when they're so interesting and funny it's not that bad yeah i just like also there's that episode i think it was this season where laszlo doesn't speak he just says yes yes very good and the whole Mm, thing was him just trying to reorganize his library like Mm. i don't know i just feel like that's a funny joke if you just say it but to sustain a whole episode of television for me that wasn't enough i also Mm. got quite frustrated this season at Kristen shawl's character like She's a great oh, actress. Yeah, I, I, she's incredible, yeah. right? But I felt a lot like she was just there because she's friends with the creators and it would be fun to have Christian Shaw in your cast to, to play with every day sort of thing. It, it it didn't really make sense to me why her character was there, you know? Well, it actually it becomes, part of, it becomes part of the narrative where she's hanging around and no one likes her. Isn't that awkward? I just felt really weird she's around. Yeah. We've got such a, a great core group and she doesn't quite fit, unfortunately. No, and her her acting style doesn't quite fit with what the others are doing as as well. Like, I yeah, I don't know. It's not enough to lampshade it and be like, oh, we have a character here who doesn't have anything to do. It's like, well, yeah, so yeah. leave her. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. stop including her, you know. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. It was a, kind of a strange decision. Hmm. 
the episode I quite liked, I think, this season was when they were teaching at the night college or night school. Kofi loves that. And Colin Robinson becomes the, the cool teacher. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just, just doing all the, the, the obviously awkward things that people try to be cool when they're teaching a class do. That was just funny to me. Yeah. Turn the hat backwards and stuff, yeah. I think my um, favourite, was it this season? Oh, I think I might have been last season, so ignore me. The one where they're trying to get baby Colin Robinson into school. Yes. Last season. And they've got the, in, yeah, it's last season. They've got the interview with the school. Yeah. And they do it so guy. many times that they stuff up his, his brain. That to me is one of the best episodes of, of the show um, because it's so funny and you just keep cutting back and there's different, like it felt really improv based, different mm-hmm. um, matches, you know, who who's coupled and what the situation is. And it's, progressing the narrative because again it's showing that Guillermo is really the person who's holding all these all these people together you know he's the one who knows what's going on and has all the information that's required I do want to give episode sorry that episode was co-written by um Ayo Itabiri yes well there you go I also want to give a shout out to another brilliant episode uh I don't know the name of it is okay. it is it the Jackie Daytona episode? Yes, that's in season two. You on the run made me watch this episode with you. You're like, let me know when you get to this episode because I want to watch it with you. It's pretty <laughs> great, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I've watched that so many times. Just that episode. And I and I built it up too much for you, Sine. No, because I, 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 I told don't you think it was so. the best, amazing. Okay, good. I uh, I love that. Leslie just flees to Pennsylvania and, um, mm-hmm. you because know. Because it sounds like Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, and he, he he becomes an owner of a bar. He starts supporting the local volleyball, girls' volleyball team. They want to go to state. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> it's hilarious. I really, I really love it. It's a great that. episode of TV because it's that classic thing in, that I think we all strive for in drama is, like, you don't know what's going to come next. Yes, it's you truly really don't strange know. and off-putting, bizarre. Yeah. And it's also a self-contained story. Like how they managed mm-hmm. to do all that in one episode and then have him back joining the group at the end. Mm-hmm. It's pretty phenomenal. Like it's a pretty really tight piece of television. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah. I should probably shout out as well the um, home improvement episode as well. The... The yes, house hunter style home 
renovation it's, show. It's like flip or flop TLC sort yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about it? Well, he really is the most <laughs> wicked man this side of New York City. <laughs> that was good to finally understand the reference. But then I was like, why is it in this episode? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this episode? So I did like, you know, in, in previous seasons, I feel like they were trying a bit more to um, go out of the box with some, try some crazy things like that mm. episode mm. and, and Leslie being on his own sort of on the run. I guess there's a little bit of that in this season, but there wasn't as much sort of like innovation and fun and like risk taking. It felt very by the numbers, straight comedy. Again, resetting back to the the very beginning of every mm-hmm. episode, which yeah, you you have sort of have to do that in a sitcom. But I think there is some room for some um, overarching storylines, maybe that I don't know. I just wanted a bit more. I think was my takeaway from this season. Sure. Well, I'm keen for more. I think there's going to be some more coming up, so that's going to be great. Mm. And I, yeah, I haven't mentioned Naja much, but I really like her. I don't like the doll as much. I don't like the but... doll either. The doll's not funny, and <laughs> it's just annoying because it's another character that takes away time yeah. from the main guys. Like, this is the thing. I think, like, like you said, they've got such great casting for the three vampires and Guillermo, right? And even, mm. like, Sean, the neighbor, coming in now and then mm. and have the other vampire with the cursed hat, sure. But the the more you take away these people from interacting with each other, which is what we're finding in the newest um, season of Sex mm. Education, the less engaging mm. and compelling it is. Like, I the the best parts of this show happen when they interact with each other. So anything that's not that is just a bit of like waste of time. Like it just feels like what are we doing until we get back to the actual story. So yeah, I hope they do that more in the next season. Because I think that's where the show really shines. Agreed. We'll be back for that when it comes out. Yep. Now, moving on to the other two, Sine. So there's going to be no more other two. So if you want to get <sighs> onto this, you can watch the whole self, self-contained self three episodes now. Three seasons now. Uh, what is, what's the go with the other two? What are we really good at, Sine? The latest season or the concept in general? The concept in general. Concept in general is... Two siblings have a younger brother who gets famous, a la Justin Bieber, and the other two, Brooke and Carrie, are horrible, awful people trying to sort of leverage fame to make it in the business, (laughs) and chaos ensues, I guess. Yeah. So the first season is very much about dealing with a Justin Bieber-style sibling, the next two aren't so much about that, are they, really? They kind of drop the concept to a large degree. You can, listen, yeah. I can see an argument being made for this show that they jump the shark in season three. I can definitely see yeah. that. However, I kind of like that they're like, well, stuff it. We're not being renewed and this is our last season. Why don't we do something mm. crazy? Why don't we do a whole episode that's black and white and a reference to that movie that I always forget that I've seen. Help, please. Pleasantville. Pleasantville, yes. Um, why not do something insane like that? Why not have a whole episode that's riffing on the rehearsal? You know, like so much mm. of this is about pop culture and taking apart pop culture and it's just brilliant. There are so many references, so many references. The space one 
where she's dating a billionaire who is obsessed with going to space. <laughs> like there, there's just such high highs this season that if you're on board for the craziness, if you're on, if you go, this is nuts and this show is different to how it started, but you lean into it, I think like it, it it's incredible. It's hilarious. How did it you is. feel it's one about of the funniest, it? Yeah, one of the funniest shows I've seen recent years yeah it felt very modern up to date mm. i feel like like a lot of the comedy that people return to these days sitcoms we go to the classics right we go to modern family office seinfeld friends those sort of classics mm-hmm. but this is one it's very much made in the last couple of years because it's got update references it's dealing a lot with um gay and queer culture that you don't mm-hmm. see in those earlier um comedies yeah. so i think it felt it felt very modern in that sense this later season especially it, it wasn't afraid to to go to sort of yeah those those crazy um push the limits very much so yeah in the later season even to like the fantasy realism sort of stuff like when they're finding out what age chases when they find out he's like of legal age they turn into vampires yeah. mm-hmm. just having that commentary and, and yeah it's a great yeah metaphor. and thinking a lot about you know how britney spears and hillary duff and all these people were treated back then about you know are you legal yet to have sex? Which was a big thing mm-hmm. that, you know, mainstream late night TV they hosts like, used to ask women. Um, they like countdowns to like when we can. I know. When she's illegal. When right? she's legal. I can't believe we mm-hmm. grew up in this culture, but like having mm-hmm. that and also um, Brooke, when she decides to leave the industry, she becomes invisible to the people who are in the industry. Mm-hmm. Like there's such good, good commentary here. Is this also the season? Uh, it is, isn't it? Where Carrie has a, a boyfriend who's really into method acting and never breaks character. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's it's funny that we we you pitch it to people and that's how it was pitched to us. It's like, yeah, it's about Justin Bieber's older yeah. siblings who were crazy people. But actually it's like a, a cutting satire on the media landscape in general. Like yes. everything is up for grabs. Yes, yeah. for sure. Um mm-hmm. the show also touches on COVID a lot, like Lance, my mm. boy. My main man, he, you know, leaves his job and becomes a nurse because he's such a good person and that's, you know, the right thing to do. And Brooke just can't handle that because she thinks that means that he's, you know, she's bad because in proximity to Lance, who is so good. Well, she does everything with so much calculation to get ahead. She can't fathom someone doing that, doing an altruistic action without wanting something in return because they want to and actually this season goes some pretty deep places with her and lance like they have genuine fights and and genuine Mm. dramatic moments i will say i don't think that the ending of them getting back together really felt very earned to me um especially given last season we sort of left on a cliffhanger of i don't think they're going to be together and then we just come back jump to the season and everything's fine a lot of that happened off screen um, I just would have liked to see a bit of that, I think. Um, I have to agree. And I, I think especially in comparison to the way that uh, Carrie and his his best friend Curtis, yes. they sort of go through a similar sort of breakup, friendship breakup, mm-hmm. and they come back together but in a very mature way where they're like, you know what, I want to be friends again, but we have to talk about it this and it's going to take some time. And that felt very different and mature. Like it's a season finale. You want people, you yeah. expect people to just run back together and kiss. And when they don't do that, you're like, oh, my God, that's an interesting um, way of writing that. But then it does happen. The, the cliche yeah. way does happen with, with the other like story straight line. afterwards. 
Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't mind it because I do like them, like it's happy ending. Yes. But the other one was more challenging and that I think that that was more interesting in a lot of ways. Yeah, I really liked that moment too. Um, Curtis, the actor who plays Curtis, also wrote some of this um, right. season as well. So he, I, I, yeah, I just really loved that storyline. I thought it was a really mature way to end mm-hmm. that relationship and also not to end to end us watching the relationship. Um, yeah, it was a shame that they didn't really be able to do that with, with Brooke and Lance, but at the same time I did want them to get back together, so I don't mind that much. But um, yeah, we also should talk. There's a couple of cameos, Kian and Shipka's in this. Yeah, um, she's funny, yes. Simu Liu is in this. Marvel Simu Liu. Marvel Simu Liu. Um, so the, the mum we haven't spoken about at all, Pat, played by the great... Molly Shannon never Molly lets Shannon. us down. Yeah, absolutely. Impeccable. Really interesting comments on fame. She can't do anything without having... Mm. Like I was thinking about Taylor Swift recently, like I always do, and it's like she can't <laughs> just go for a run, can she? Like she'd have to coordinate no. that with her security and like like at what point do they become so insular and they never actually get to interact with the real world anymore? Like there's that scene in this show where she doesn't even really get to interact with her daughter, even though her daughter's pitching some shows to be on the network because she only has seven minutes free in her schedule and they need to get her back. Like mm-hmm. that really interesting stuff that they're talking about here. And yeah, getting Simu Liu in, they sort of do a fake out. Like the first time he's um, introduced, they just have like a body double and you just see his hands or his back mm. or whatever. He's not actually in the in the episode. But then they actually bring him in. And I just think that's really mm. cool and, and a good sport of him to sort of come and join this thing that's, you know, yeah, it's flattering to him and, you know, it's not doing his brand any damage for sure, but they don't have to be in these shows, the people that are being referred to. And, and that was just really cool, I thought. Um, the rehearsal episode, I yeah, think, he, was one of my favourites as well. Yeah, absolutely. He, he gets a bit of heat, unfortunately, online. I don't know, don't know why. People don't like him much. Some I think people. just because he's earnest and he really loved yeah. his movie and thinks it was really good and I don't think he unfortunately started well. a Marvel movie <laughs> the one moment that became uncool to be a Marvel movie so like yeah he was sort of one movie too late people over him by the time he yeah got in them yeah yeah very well very great insight one yeah so now you've been talking all around it have I okay there's one character you haven't mentioned yet who haven't I mentioned Streeter Peter Peters Streeter <laughs> Ken Marino one of the funniest men alive. Loved him in Party Down. Essentially playing the same character else. as in Party Down, let's be a honest. A similar sort of character. But I don't even mind sort of because it is so funny that I just love seeing what he does. All of his choices are just like so unexpected. <laughs> similar to Matt Berry in um, What We Do in the Shadows. Just mm. line readings are not what you thought they would be. Weird choices that he makes with certain things. Like he's just hilarious like genuinely a funny person and you can feel that come through yeah i don't mean there's a and it's criticism to other people on this show or any other comedy shows but there are some actors who just make everything they every line they're given so much funnier yeah and so and like i think not that you know some actors i guess can't sell lines but some actors can sell any line mm-hmm. like i think of um the dean on the community i know you haven't watched much community but he's like everything a single thing he says is hilarious and after a while, you realize it wasn't a funny line. It was just the way he said it was funny. And I think that is kind of similar here with Ken Marino as Streeter. Mm. So, somehow he can he bends the script just to make it funny for him. 
Kind of similar to Know Her Hank on Barry. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yes. okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, a, a guy who turned up and was like, what is he doing here? Becomes one of your favorite characters and... Um, quite tragic. Yeah. Quite tragic. And I, I love that episode as well where he he's acting like the kid's parents even though they're grown up and he dated their mum for like, <laughs> what, a couple of months or whatever. Mm. Um and he's like, you can come over to daddy's place at any time. We think that's just a throwaway <laughs> joke, you know, like that he's made their bed- bedrooms up and, you know, commentary yeah. on divorced parents and whatever. But then at the end of the episode, Brooke does need someone and he is there for her mm-hmm. and he can mm-hmm. be a father. Like, I, I just think not a lot of shows balance comedy and pathos as well as this show. Like, mm. I think in some shows they do one thing really well and the other one pretty well, but not that great. This show seems to effortlessly move between these two modes and just like hits out of the park every single time. Yeah, it was just it yeah. was a joy to watch this show, to be honest. And I'm I'm sad that it's ended, but I'm glad I can go back and rewatch it because it's yeah, yeah, it was just wonderful. Absolutely. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but there was mm. that report as as the season came out with like apparently the showrunners were bullies or. There were complaints happening behind the scenes, yeah. which, you know, we don't like to focus on that sort of stuff here, but we don't want to you know, pretend it doesn't, that sort of stuff doesn't happen when we watch these things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I would look into that if you're interested. It's hard to say because, you know, the version we get in the media, is it the version that's been, like, PR'd or is it the version that is true that we're not hearing? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Shame it came out. I think it sort of took away a bit of the steam of season three coming out, but yeah, don't be a dick behind the scenes if you if that's the case, you know. Yep, that's for sure. So that's three great comedy shows of recent years. Mm-hmm. This year especially, but also something going back the last couple of years. What do you reckon, Sine? How are you gonna you gonna rank them? Are you gonna rate them? What's the go? Oh God, ranking them. Um, ranking them on their final seasons. Think it go or the most recent season? I think it goes the other two first. Mm-hmm. <sighs> maybe Harley next. Push and then Boys in the Shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, though, maybe not for that case. I don't know. Yeah, the other two. I'm maybe still the case. <laughs> gonna give four point seven five stars. Almost perfect for me. Um, I mm-hmm. just wanted more time with that Brooke and Lance relationship. Um. Also, I love the episode where they're in the hotel and they're ordering like chicken nuggets and chocolate milks and pretending they have kids. That is absolutely something I would do. Also, you said I was like broken in a lot of this show, and that upsets me because she's not a very nice person sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean? But she does do things that are, are quite like me. Yeah, and I'm just like Lance. Hell Upbeat, yeah. Upbeat, sweet, and Why seemingly simple minded. Okay, I didn't read the whole <laughs> sentence before I started. <laughs> Why don't you dab though? Lance dabs. I can dab if you want me to dab. Um, I'm fine. He, he started dabbing, so he did. That's him. So four point seven five for the other two. What was in the shadows? I think I'd probably give the later season like three stars, and then Harley mm-hmm. probably three again. Um, what about you? I agree with your answers, Sine. Wow, you concur. Interesting. I do concur. Yeah, it was it was almost a perfect season the last season of other two, but one or two things. Yeah. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah. And the other two were. Like, very satisfying in a lot of ways, but it's kind of more of the same, but more of the good stuff. So, yeah, you know. Okay, well, we don't normally do um, three shows in one on this podcast, do we, Sine? But there you go. No. 
three for the price of one today. What a yeah. what a lovely little treat for the audience. <laughs> um, down here in Australia, you can find all these on binge for the time being. Apparently, HBO Max is coming to Australia next year, which is really going to trans transform the whole streaming market, isn't it? Didn't they change their name to just be Max? Oh, sorry. Yes. They took away, <laughs> away any brand identity that they had for some reason. Yeah. Why? Why are people obsessed with this? You take away the one thing that makes your brand recognizable. Mm. Take away the name Twitter. I know. They don't understand, do they? They don't. Anyway. So we've got other episodes in our back catalogue. Comedy shows, if you're into that. Movies. Oscar season is not too far away. We, we, we try and watch all the Oscar oh, films if we can. I feel like we just finished watching them all. Soon. Now we're I back know, to the right? beginning. This, this year's got away from me. <laughs> Tell yeah, you what. Yeah, has. Um... So yeah, big back catalogue, get amongst that. We're on Twitter, you can follow us there, updates throughout the week. Anything else you want to say to the listeners today? Um go have some laughs. Okay. I don't know what, what this podcast has turned into at the end where I'm supposed to give some sort of poignant message. No, I don't want to give you the final word. That is, go have some laughs. <laughs> Alright. See you next time. Bye. 